Attempted to basically rewrite history as he's been doing for years and say that Ryan Grigson was an incredible general manager of the Indianapolis Colts. And look, I know Dan likes to be contrarian. He likes to get attention by going against the grain and saying the opposite of what everybody else says. But come on. I mean, this dude actually said that Ryan Grigson, and I'm quoting him, won just as much as Bill fucking Polian. Now, I just want to point out, Bill Polian is a fucking Hall of Fame general manager. And Ryan Grigson was ran out of this bitch on a rail. But okay, Dan. That said, though, look, it, it begs the question. Does Dan have a point? Is there something he knows that the rest of us missed? Was Ryan Grigson actually a dope-ass general manager? Was he on par with the great ones like Bill Polian? Or was he just fucking trash and Dan is talking out of his ass? Well, I'm going to answer that question for you today, as always, using facts, logic, and reason, and not hyperbole or narratives. So we're going to dive into that. But before we do, let me welcome you back, or if it's your first time, welcome you to the number one uncensored NFL podcast in the world, the one and only, always controversial, always entertaining unfiltered and again uncensored bullshit free cult podcast the only podcast on the planet where you're going to hear everything there is worth talking about when it comes to our beloved indianapolis Colts. but here homie you're going to hear it with no coach speak no pr no spin no political correctness and most importantly and most savagely 100% without any fucking bullshit. I'm your host, Harkon Ajala, a.k.a. the Bad Boy Genius, at your motherfucking service, as always. And we're going to jump right into it right now and break down whether Ryan Grigson was good or was he trash like we all think. But before we get into that, let me ask you really quick. I know a lot of y'all have been missing the show, but we are back for all you pimps out there. So I want you to do me a favor, Okay. I want you to take your ass finger and I want you to smash the like button below this podcast right now because it's free to you, but it is invaluable to us. It will help the algorithm to share this podcast with more Colts fans out there who are like yourself, who want the real shit, not the shill shit. And while you're doing that, make sure that you subscribe so you can get all of these every time I release them. Make sure you share this video with other pimp motherfuckers like yourself who will enjoy it. And last but not least, there are three ways that you can donate to help us out. Now, I ask for donations because, quite frankly, the way I talk, we ain't going to make any revenue from ads on these, okay? So, I ask you to just, in one of those three ways, send your boy a donation if you appreciate what we're doing to help us continue making more and more of this content that you motherfuckers tell me you love, all right? You can send me 20 bucks, 15 bucks, 10 bucks, 5 bucks, even $1 will help the cause. So I appreciate it. And now, 
without any further ado, we're going to break down what the fuck's going on with Ryan Grigson, all right? No bullshit. So, um, the other way we can say that is the way I love to say it and the way you love to hear me say it. Let's chop it the fuck up. Okay, as Kevin Hart would say, all right, all right, all right. For real, though, let's let's get into this. First off, th- there's something I need to say right up front and right at the beginning. Okay, unlike Dan Dockage, there is nothing personal in this from my standpoint. Okay, I don't have anything personal against Dan Dockage. I don't have anything personal against Ryan Gregson. Um, I've been on record as saying I've listened to Dan's show off and on for years. I like his show. Sometimes he irritates the fuck out of me when he gets on one of his rants um you know because he's biased a lot of times but whatever you know sometimes dan talks out of his ass and talks bullshit but he's a great interviewer he is entertaining he's funny sometimes so i like his show and you know shout out to dan dockage because dan you know took a little shot at me but he also pubbed me up on his radio uh broadcast a couple of days ago and he said yeah harkon i know you're trying to promote your podcast i'll promote your podcast for you so you know what? I appreciate that, Dan. Appreciate the shout out. I see you checking the podcast. I knew you would be. That's good to know. Appreciate that. Um, Ryan Grigson. I don't know who the fuck Ryan Grigson is as a person, and I don't give a fuck, quite honestly. I don't have anything against him. When he was here, um, I didn't call him names. I know some of y'all call him the big sweaty or whatever, and a lot of people didn't like him because they said his attitude he seemed cocky or like a know-it-all or what. I don't give a fuck about any of that, okay? This has zero to do with any of that shit. The only thing I gave a fuck about when it came to Ryan Grixon was how he did his fucking job. And the thing is, the dude did a shitty fucking job. Now, that does not mean that he did everything badly. It doesn't mean that he didn't have some successes and some hits. Without a doubt, right? I don't give him credit for Andrew Luck because the Colts were going to draft Andrew Luck no matter who was hired, right? And Ryan even admitted in the um, he even admitted in the interview with Dan that like he that wasn't really up to him. He was like, "Yeah, that's who I said I wanted to take," but he admitted that this is that was the way they were going. Period. Um, but he did have some hits. Okay, um, I don't have to tell you, T.Y. Hilton was a big one, one of the best draft picks the Colts have ever made. And Ryan Grixon moved up five spaces into the third round or into the end of the third round to pick up T.Y. Hilton. At the time, people thought it was fucking crazy. Uh, The rest is history. I don't have to tell you that. He also found Jack Doyle. He traded for Vontae Davis. But, you know, he also uh, brought in Samson Satelli. He also traded for Trent Richardson, a number one draft pick. So, you know... There's real problems there overall. And I'm not going to go all the way down through this guy's uh, tenure and every pick he ever made or every movie ever made because I've already done that. So I'm not going to repeat that. I did that in a podcast last year when I compared Ryan Grigson's uh, moves to Chris Ballard's moves up to that point. And Chris Ballard came out. he He came out as basically doubly as good as Ryan Grigson, okay? And that was before this previous draft. So I'm not going to go through every fucking draft pick and uh, free agent acquisition and wa- waiver wire move, etc. 
of the Ryan Grixon era, okay? Because you already know. I've already done that, and I'll put a link so you can go back and watch that one if you want to see every single detail and have it graded out for you to see for yourself. But let me give you just a few of this dude's greatest hits in terms of failures, okay? Yes, Andrew Luck was the first one, but he also picked Kobe Fleener in the second round, who was just the guy, okay? He picked Josh Chapman in the fifth round, who was just a guy. He flamed out, you know, LeVon Brazil in the sixth round. This guy, you know, got caught doing weed, smoking weed two or three times. But look, those are late-round picks. But what about the 2013 draft next year? First-round pick, Bjorn Werner, defensive end, one of the worst draft picks of his era, complete bust. Then the third round, he picks Hugh Thornton, complete bust. Fourth round, Khalid Holmes center, complete bust. Fifth round, Montori Hughes, this guy never turns in anything. John Boyette in the sixth round, never even sees the field because he gets arrested for doing some stupid shit. I mean, that same year, he brings in Darius Butler. That's a huge plus in his column. But he also brings in Philly Muala as an undrafted free agent. I mean... I mean, unrestricted free agent, straight bust, Goster Cherilis, trash, Greg Toller, trash, Eric Walden, just decent, Donald Thomas never played a snap, I think, because he got injured, oh my God, LaRon Landry, oh my God, what a bust, do we have to talk about the wide receiving wizard that was Darius Hayward Bay, and of course, that was the year of the infamous Trent Richardson trade. You want more? You need more dockage? All right, 2014, Jack Muhart in the second round, because, of course, we didn't have the first-round pick. We traded it away. Um, Jack Muhort, pretty decent player, always injured, but never really a great offensive tackle, never really panned out for, the, for a second-round pick. Then the waste of space, which was Dante Moncrief in the third round. Fifth round, Jonathan Newsom never did anything, ended up released. Andrew Jackson in the sixth round ended up released. I think he got in trouble too. Ulrich John, offensive tackle in the seventh round. You know, wasn't worth anything. Uh, more free agents he brought in. Henick Mwamba. Remember David Sims, the safety? Remember Dequell Jackson? Remember all the money wasted on Big Art Jones, who was always overweight and injured and never played? Hakeem Nix was the receiver he brought in. Big props to Grixon for finding Mike Adams. I'll give him that one. But 2015 is coming up where we get the first round selection magic of Philip Dorsett. Remember that? And then in the third round, remember Dejon Smith? who was supposed to be like the next fucking Deion Sanders and was trash. Never even, I don't even know if he ever started a single game. Terrible. He picked Henry Anderson in the third round, was a solid pick. Henry was pretty good. Clayton Gathers was a pretty good pick in the fourth round, though Clayton was always uh, injured. David Perry in the fifth round, never did anything. Josh Robinson and uh, Amarlo Herrera in the sixth round, never did anything. Denzel Good was a pretty good pick in the seventh round, even though he never really turned out for us. But, hey, whatever. I mean, his free agent pickups that year in 2015 are not even worth talking about. Tyler Varga, the running back, 
Remember Quan Bray, the wide receiver? Are you serious? Uh, is a fucking clusterfuck. And, of course, this is the year they were going for it. This is the year they were going for it. So they brought in the great Deron Carter, <laughs> who never turned out. They brought in Todd Harriman, that guard. He was supposed to be their starting guard. Dude, I think, lost his job after one game. Remember Frank Gore? Good, hard pickup. But what about linebacker Trent Cole? They gave a bunch of money from for the Eagles. Never did anything. Kendall Langford, defensive end, never did anything. They got the the basically the uh, skeleton of Andre Johnson. Paid him a bunch of money after the Texans wisely didn't want him back because he was done. Oh man, Dwight Lowry. Okay, and that brings up 2016, the final year of, according to Dan Dockage, Ryan Grixon's Hall of Fame tenure as general manager. Okay, first round he picks Ryan Kelly at 18. Great pick. Finally makes a quality pick in the first round uh, for a offensive lineman. Unfortunately, too late since Andrew Luck would never really play, fully play again uninjured and would quit two years later. And then remember moving up in the second round to make sure they got T.J. Green, someone that nobody else would have picked for two more rounds. You know, they could have got him in the fourth round probably, but they moved up to get T.J. Green, who was probably one of the worst draft picks in, in Colts history. They got LaRaven Clark in the third round, never turned out. Hassan Ridgeway in the fourth round was decent. Antonio Morrison, a terrible pick in the fourth round. They picked up Joe Haig in the fifth round. That was a good pick. Got to give him props on that. Finally addressed the – it took him his whole tenure before he addressed the offensive line in an effective way. And then Trevor Bates in the seventh. And then the last pick, Austin Blythe, who actually I believe starts or at least plays for the Rams now. So, again, he made three good offensive lineman picks. But he waited till his final year to do it. Look, let's be real. Let's be real. Okay. Any even reasonably objective person who knows anything about football would have to acknowledge that Grigson's tenure was not great. Okay. It was not great. It was average at best. At best, it was average. And that is... That would be like maybe his mom would give that assessment. <laughs> that was average, okay? Truth of the matter is, it was pretty trash. Now, what Dan says is, oh, they never had a losing season. They never had a losing season. Greekson won. You guys are loving Ballard around here talking about draft picks, but Greekson's team's won. Okay, so they went 11-3, and three, three state, straight seasons, I believe. Then they went 8-8 eight and eight for his final two. Yes, they had a playoff win in the second season. The third season, they got all the way to the uh, AFC championship game. Here's the problem, okay? We all know that was mainly due to the presence of Andrew Luck. And we know that because as soon as Andrew Luck was gone, um, they went into the shitter, especially that season, that final season after Grixon was fired. But look, 
Here's the problem with Dan Dockett, you know, wanting to talk about win-loss record. He's like, oh, well, you know, uh, Ballard, I mean, these guys have, have not even won a playoff, or they won one playoff game and so on and so forth. Okay, he's saying, well, Grigson won. But here's the problem. Dan also says, he, he, he says Pagano was terrible. Pagano was a piece of shit. He blames it all on Pagano. But the problem is that if you're going by the win-loss record, homie, then that means Pagano was great as well. See, you can't. You want to give Greeks and credit for the wins and losses, but not Pagano? That fucking dog won't hunt, as an old country buddy of mine used to say. That dog won't hunt, bro. If if you're going to go by wins and losses, then that means Pagano and Grixon were both Hall of Fame level per you. But the truth is, we all know Pagano was terrible. Now, you'll get no arguments from me. You'll get no arguments from me. And I'll agree with Dan on one thing. Pagano was even worse than Grixon. Pagano was an even worse head coach than Ryan Grixon was a GM. But Ryan Grixon was also a trash GM because here's the truth. The GM's job is basically to build a roster that can win, that's capable of winning. And the coach's job is to coach that roster, coach that roster up so that they can win. Now think about it. That big roster in 2015 where Grixon was like, hey, we're going all in, we're going for the Super Bowl when he brought in Frank Gore and, you know, the the broken down skeleton of Andre Johnson and Trent Cole and all these guys. That fucking roster went eight and eight. Look, we were all here watching it with our eyes. We saw the incredible shit Andrew Luck was doing. We saw him putting the whole team on his back. Okay, Andrew Luck basically, um, I mean, he kept Pagano and Grigson from being fired after two or three years. There's nobody who can reasonably look at that roster, that the roster that, Ryan Grigson put together over his five-year tenure. Look at that terrible performance on the offensive line. Look at fucking T.J. Green and Dejon Smith and Philip Dorsett and those high early round picks and say he did a great job. This motherfucker, Dan Dockage, had the nerve to say he won just as much as Bill Polian. Bill Polian took three separate teams to the Super Bowl, homie including the Colts, and won one. What the fuck are you talking about? It can't be argued that Grigson's roster building was trash. That's why the whole fucking team had to be turned over when Chris Ballard got the job. And I'm not mad at Dan Dockage for interviewing. I'm not mad at him for interviewing Ryan Grigson. Okay, that's great. He let Ryan have an opportunity to talk and give his side of the story. That's fine. Everybody's got a side of the story, right? And some of the shit that Ryan Grigson uh, revealed was, I mean, it wasn't like fucking head-splitting news. Like, oh, my God, I would have never dreamed. No, there there weren't any revelations like that. But there was some interesting stuff. It was interesting to hear what Grigson's thoughts were. But, I mean, one of the things he said was, well, you know, when, when asked about the him not building the offensive line and putting resources into it. He's like, well, I've been with other teams that went to the Super Bowl and, you know, we basically won with offensive lines that were, you know, basically just a bunch of guys and cast offs, et cetera. I'm like, is this motherfucker serious? So you think that's the way to do it? 
You think that that's so that's your standard operating procedure? Let's look for a bunch of cast offs in order to protect one of the best quarterback prospects of the gener, you know, of of this generation. I mean, at the risk of being slightly reductive and maybe even oversimplifying a response, fuck out of here, man. Fuck out of here. Like I said, I don't mind Dan doing the interview, but Dan, this dude was an embarrassing cheerleader. I mean, he was he was cheerleading and fucking capping for Grixon all throughout the interview like he was his fucking agent. I'm like, is Dan getting a 10% commission for Grixon's next job or some shit? And Doc is like, I mean, Grixon, he, he's never been without a job. He's still working. Dude, fucking Chuck Pagano got rehired as defensive coordinator for the Bears. It's a good old boy network. We've known that for years. You think a motherfucker getting a job means he's good? Are you fucking smoking? You quit smoking that shit, Dan. Put that fucking uh, larceny bourbon down that you be pitching all the time. You're drinking too much of it, homie. <laughs> Look, I know. I know Dan is getting attention by fucking capping for Ryan Grixon, but the truth of the matter is it's not that we all got Ryan Grixon wrong. He says the media had it out for Ryan Grixon. I don't know. Maybe the media didn't like the. I don't give a fuck. That's immaterial. That's completely immaterial. Objective observation of Grixon's results, meaning the roster he put on the field and the outcomes of those rosters, is that he was fucking trash as a GM. He deserved to be fired. Pagano should have been fired right along with his ass, if not before. Oh, my God. Go go listen to Dan's interview with Ryan Grixon and listen to the bullshit, pussy-ass way he tried to explain away the fucked-up way that Pep Hamilton was done by Pagano bringing in Chud and then firing Pep, blaming it on Pep. I mean, Grixon is... His explaining of why that happened and how it happened was really some fuckboy shit, really. Go listen to it and tell me I'm wrong. But again, y'all know me. I'm open to anybody's opinions and thoughts, even if they run counter to mine, as long as you're using facts, logic, and reason. You know what you're talking about, and you're not on some old goofy fanboy shit. So let me know in the comments if you think I'm wrong, if you agree with Dan Dockage that fucking Ryan Grixon was on par with Bill Polian, please let me know in the comments. Give me your reasoning for such, and we will kick it back and forth. Other than that, uh, there's nothing else really to say on this. If you want the details, blow by blow, comparing Grixon's moves to Chris Ballard's moves, go check out the earlier podcast that I talked about. I appreciate y'all being here. I will see y'all in the next one. Again, let me know in the comments below your thoughts, whether I hit this on point or if I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I welcome your thoughts and comments. I appreciate you being here. I appreciate all your donations. I'm looking forward to talking to you in the next podcast. So we're not that far away from training camp. So I'm going to say to you the same thing I say to every Colts player Colts coach and coach front office person who listens or watches this podcast because some of them do because they let me know let's do whatever we can right now to get ready for training camp so we can go into this fucking season and go out and win another fucking Lombardi baby peace and win another fucking Lombardi baby
win another and win another fucking Lombardi, baby. And win another and win another fucking Lombardi.